The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Half Black Neil, son of Boring Dean. When I'm not being put to sleep by my dad talking to me, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now here he is, the man I wish was my daddy, the super talented Eric Zane. That gets me every time, man. That's funny. Half Black Neil. All right, enough of that shit. Uh, welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures uh, each and every day of the work week. Just so you know, uh, today at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, we will start another edition of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I woke up this morning, woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, I have not even reached out to Ben about the latest edition of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So uh, I go, hey, Queef, uh, what do you say about, uh, and you know, short notice like that, you know, we're adults. You can't drop short notice on somebody who's an adult. Ben, we're both kind of not really adults. So he's like, yeah, man, it sounds good. So Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Now, uh, if you don't already know, Ben and I did radio for quite some time. And then it ended up in a big ball of flames and ah, just horrible. Uh, actually, when we, when the show was fired, um, it was a disaster. And then shortly after that, Ben published some fucking manifesto. Um, like I had no idea that this was even like that big of a deal because when we left like months before, uh, we got fired, we had this big blow up on the air. And so it was ugly and everybody was pissed off and it was just stupid. And then so we we got suspended. And this is how the radio station handled it. They suspended us both for a week and put on a replacement show, like some satellite show that talked like wrestling or some shit. And we're like, well, that's stupid. Why don't you just put a best of show on or something like that? And they're like, no, no, no. This is the way we want to do it. And I'm like, well, that's just, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
So they did that. Some of you might even remember the Moose and Taz show. Taz and the Moose. So Ben and I are there twisting in the wind, all pissed off, and then we we fix it. And then we have three solid months of, of uh, doing the show together where we're on the same page. And uh, that was it. And then they, you know, Ben and I, we had kissed and made up. And then they fire us. And then, uh, I don't know, that was uh, January of whatever year that was, 19. And then, like, three months later, Ben publishes some fucking Unabomber manifesto. Uh, and and it, 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 like, everybody who was like, mm, I don't know about Eric Zane. They're like, oh, that's right. I knew it. He was a fucking thug. He's a bully. Let's fuck him up. And, oh, my God. Holy shit. John, I'll get to that in a second. John Jamingo. I'm going to talk about that in a bit too. So anyway, uh, then, you know, so we were all pissed off. I even sent Ben a cease and desist, like a motherfucker, knock it off. And then, uh, you know, that when the dust ended up settling on that, I thought it was done. And then out of the blue, he reaches out to me and goes, Hey man, we should probably like be buddies. And I go, yeah, I, I, I think, I think so. Bear 495 asks, was that firing because they were changing formats of the station? That's what they told me. That's what they told me. Um, I'll, I would guess, though, that if Ben and I hadn't had that destructive moment months before, and had I not, you know, been Eric Zane, that they would have kept me on. But we all know. I mean, come on now. Uh, I am notorious for wearing out my welcome. I am aware. Okay, that's why I'm here right now. I understand completely that a normal working environment is not good for anyone who works with your old pal Eric Zane. Just not good. But uh, I kind of like today, there's, uh, the, there's a lot of uh, uh, interweaving stories about this. Sometimes I don't know my effect on people. Um, C. Barrett says, I love how they have to do all the, quote, business talk when firing someone, LOL. Can't just come right out and tell you the truth, LOL. Yeah, that that's it would be an easier world if they just said, hey, uh, we're firing you. Yo, oh, my God, what happened? Well, you're really a cock. Okay. But these are uh, gigantic companies that are just uh, drowning in debt. So they have to be very careful, I guess. But anyway, uh, I digress because it's all good now because Ben and I are on the same page and we have this podcast we do every week on Patreon. That's part of what you get when you sign up for Patreon. So we do that today. Now, the beauty of this is it also includes like a zoom where we're all kind of, you're all there. It's like a live audience. So, um, if you're not yet included in that, please let me know. And I, I'll, uh, I'll help you out. I'll get you. I'll point you in the right direction. John Jamingo, a legendary podcaster in his own right. Uh, a longtime Philly fan, uh, also known as Philly fanatic writes podcasting better, greater than radio podcasting. You are your own boss. No loser suits to hold you back. However, however, I would, John, look, not every podcaster is the same. Some start from the ground up 
and they haven't they didn't you know make any money in radio so um to, to assume that they can make a living in podcasting is is tough is tough sledding i'm fortunate i'm lucky because i had a built-in audience so yeah podcasting is better in radio better than radio because in terms of the create uh the creative aspect of it you can pretty much say whatever you want so i agree with you there um this is a lot more work though I'll tell you this. I, I love every second of it. I love the fact that I can uh, uh, podcast and call my own shots and all that shit. It's a lot more work. You know, back in the day, I would do four in the door. I'd show up uh, 10 minutes before the radio uh, show would start, sit there, uh, go over a list from BuzzFeed uh, and, and scream at Hot Wings for being shitty and then walk out the door and then that's it. I'm home by, uh, I don't know, 11, 11 a.m. every day. Here, it's like uh, 7 a.m., I sit down here, and then, you know, 5 p.m., 5.30, 6 p.m., that's the end of the day. I love it. It's a lot of work, but uh, whatever, you know? We'll take what we can get. Seabear495 uh, says, I do appreciate the interview you gave on Wood TV 8 about your firing. Good on you. That was a long time ago. I... I do you work there or did you just see it? Seabear uh, 495, I think, listens to both shows. He's uh, new in this group and has been contributing mightily. I appreciate that. Seabear uh, says, no, I was a viewer. I don't work there. And then he says, since you mentioned it, Zane, do you still talk to anyone from Free Bear and Homics? No. Uh, my opinion on them is fuck them. Um you might not know, I've shared it with this audience quite a bit, but we were at a, uh, we were improving the relationship up till uh, the uh, last January, like 11 months ago. I mean, it was half a year of uh, small little conversations and uh, uh, greetings and pleasantries. By no means were we uh, friends, but we were friendly. Okay, Kenny, shut up. Kenny, shut the fuck up. Just shut up, Kenny. <laughs> can't, y y he can't go more than a few days without getting it again. Shut up, Kenny. Um, we hadn't gone. Uh, we were, you know, very, I, I reached out. We, I gave them a bunch of their property back, the guitar, a bunch of old, uh, uh, material that I had in my possession. I gave them the property back. I, I said, Hey, I won't play your material anymore on my show, which I've kind of uh, said, fuck it because I play hot wings laugh talk all the time, uh, on this show. Um, but, uh, it was all good. It was going well. You know, I was, I was, I was happy with that. And, uh, when my mom died, they reached out nicely and uh, and uh, said, we're so sorry about the passing of your mother. And then when Greg's wife left him, I said, hey, I'm sorry that happened to you. Oh, my God. And then when uh, Connie from, uh, their, from their sister station, a longtime friend, passed, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, the usual shit. We always like, oh, this is good. And then fucking Greg knifed the shit out of me on the air again. You know, uh, shame on me. Shame on fucking me. You know, so I remember I was sitting there in the shower and I ah, see what those see what the boys are doing. See, see what's going on on the big show. And it was another 
stupid fucking segment about uh i don't know some somehow because i'm renting space and fuck face greg's head he uh he weaved me into the content some way and i was like well why i thought we were you know i mean we were uh so that was it that was it i was like you know what that is the fucking last straw fuck you oh my god enough so no um that's why you know without getting any more into it i'm just i'm still fucking furious about it i you know so uh there you go but uh what fuck why how did i get onto this topic uh jesus by the way, today is a um, absolutely spectacular day. There is um, uh, something really, really amazing to, about today. And um, it's just, I have a surprise for you a little bit later. I have an absolute surprise for you. If you know what it is, uh, again, don't be Kenny. Uh, shut up and, and don't tip anybody off. This show happens every day live on Twitch. Okay. Oh, I, I know how I got to that. I was talking about Ben. So that's done. Uh, every day on Twitch. Here we are at uh, 8 a.m. Um, Eastern Time. Okay. And um, I want you to follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or twitch.com slash Eric Zane Live. I think we are up to like 263 or 264. Um, all right. Hang on a second. Let me write this back. Absolutely, period. I will do that, period. Um, so uh, if you could, go to twitch.com slash Live and uh, follow. That's all I want you to do. I'm trying to average 75 viewers a show for a month. That's a big deal for your old pal, Eric Zane. So please follow along, okay? Thank you so much as this show happens each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a bastion of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. You can email me anytime. If you really want to get right to me on correspondence, you really want to send me some hate mail, send it on email, okay? If it's direct message, if it's something on uh, Messenger, I, 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 it just falls through the... It, you're even better off sending me an email than you would be texting me, frankly, uh, at, um, I'm sorry, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. The Shoreliners striping inbox is what that is known as. Um, real quick, I have an update on my brother-in-law, known as the NFK, which stands for No Filter Kevin. Lives with us. He has been for, it'll be, uh, well, it's about a year and a half now. He's lived here. Direct communication, small talk is no problem. How are you? How'd you sleep? How's the food? The new microwave working okay? These are all good things. I can We can handle those. I cringe when I have to uh, actually tell him something important. He's scheduled for a January 14th neck surgery to correct a problem in his cervical spine called a laminectomy. He had a pre-surgery physical. They do that, make sure you're good enough for surgery, uh, healthy enough, 60 years old. Um, and uh, 
So that was the other day. I talked about that. And um, I get a phone call the other day, yesterday. Yes, is this James? That's his real first name. Uh, no, this is uh, Eric. And she goes, oh, can I speak to James? I go, well, um, I usually handle these calls for him. Um, he's not with me right now. And she goes, what is your name? And I tell her the name. And it shows up, like, on there that I'm okay to talk to, you know? And they go, oh, okay, great. Yeah, well, here's what's up. Um, the results of the physical. His blood work came back, and his sodium is low. Now, right away, I'm like, What? I'm not lying. Um, when he gets the devour frozen beef stroganoff out of the freezer and heats it up in the microwave and then seasons it. Now, those things are already out of the box loaded with sodium. He takes the salt and just, I mean, he puts so much salt on it. And oh, my God, I don't know. It's like it look. It's, I'm sure it tastes like the bottom of the ocean, for God's sake. But that's him. You know, he seasons the hell out of it. And so I've always, I, I've never said you should cut cut back on your salt. You're going to raise your sodium level. You're going to have a fucking high blood pressure. You're going to have a heart attack. Oh, my God. They go, yeah, sodium's low. And I go, how? How? So, and this is the same guy who, you know, he eats hot pockets uh, three times a day and, and shit like all this frozen food. He doesn't eat a vegetable. Okay, he does not, if it if it's a vegetable, it's in the frozen fucking pot pie or something. I mean, this is not a balanced diet at all. Uh, the main constituents are uh, devour frozen beef stroganoff, chewing tobacco, and beer, uh, and water. That's it. That is it. Every day, okay? Just like you feed your dog the same thing every day, this is the same thing every day. And then... Uh, he fires off the Ham's beer shit cannon two or three times a day in my toilet. We have trained him to clean the toilet. Um, when he had his first physical, the everything comes back perfect, which sickened me because uh, my cholesterol level is much higher than his. Like the uh, LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, Mine was 146, so much so that Byers says to me, um, yeah, if in a year you, you're still trending up, I'm going to medicate you. I'm like, fuck, man, are you serious? Yeah, Eric, you got you to gotta get that. This, this can be, this is a ticking time bomb. Get this in check. Fucking Kevin is at 101. And the doc, he calls me up and goes, hey, guess what? I go, what? It's, it's bad, isn't it? He goes, no, man. Well, he goes, well, he's got to watch. He was, he was snarky. He goes, well, uh, he knew because I've got a 146. He goes, well, he's really going to have to be careful. I'm a little concerned about this. What is it? Well, that bad cholesterol uh, number that, you know, yours is 146. I'm expecting him to say, oh, his is 246. He goes, his is, uh, uh, it's supposed to be at 100. He's at 101. And I'm like, you dick, fuck you. Hang up. How? This guy, I swear to God, is a mystery to me. The doc says, okay, this is yesterday. His uh, sodium is low. I'm like, well, that's okay. This is shocking. You got the wrong guy. They go, no, we don't. We want him to stop drinking beer. No more alcohol between now and the surgery. Okay, now here's where it gets weird. Prior to getting the blood drawn, the... Uh, Physician's assistant says to him, 
I want you to cut down on your beer. Two and a half weeks before the surgery, cut down on your beer, cut down on the uh, chewing tobacco. And he's like, wow, yeah, shit, fuck. All right, I can do that. So he doesn't have to worry about it till I mean, the surgery is until January 14th. Um, so he comes out of the blood draw and he tells me that. I go, okay, all right. Update to the story. They see something that requires a little bit more of an active participation on his part. That is the low sodium level. They said in preparation for the surgery, what we told you before is different. Now we want you to cut it out, cut out the alcohol. So I was actually driving yesterday when I got this phone call and I'm like, hmm. Right away, I'm like, how the hell am I going to tell him this? Because, you know, it's when he's told one thing and then he doesn't comprehend. Again, he's had a lobotomy. Me trying to say to him the simple concept of upon looking at your actual numbers, now they've updated their edict. You you cannot explain this to him, okay? All he's going to go with is, well, they fucking already told me I got to cut down two and a fucking half weeks before shit fuck. And I go, well, I still must tell him. I must tell him. So that moment just happened before this show. Um, I, uh, I wander in there today. Hey, um, so I got a call. From the, from the doc, and I explained to him what I just explained to you. And then I dropped, and I, I knew this was, he, he was taking it seriously because he hit mute on the TV. He's like, click. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. So he's paying attention. I explained to him what's up. And then um, he wrinkles up his face when I get to the point. I say, yeah, dude, they, uh, they want you to stop drinking. And uh, right away, the hand gestures. Remember, I told you that he gets, he's like a, a, a fucking out of control Chuck E. Cheese animatronic when he gets agitated. And the uh, histrionics and the movements do not align with the discussion. Okay. It's, and so that's what uh, brought into mind when he'll like flap the arms and he'll do these weird ass. Uh, fucking dance moves from the 1950s. Like he's, and, and he actually did it again. He's, well, shit, fuck. I mean, I, she fucking told me that. I mean, two and a half weeks beforehand. I, I, and I got it. I got it in the back of my head. He actually starts hitting the back of his head when he's describing it to me. I'm not making him. I got it here in the back of my head. Two and a half weeks. I got to cut down and I'll cut down. And, and I'm like, dude, stop, stop, stop. And uh, and I go, and first when I described to him that he has low sodium, he's like, well, shit, fuck, that's impossible, babe. I sit here, I put salt all on my food to placate it. I drink these, I eat these chips all fucking day. And I I go, yeah, she explained that to me. And he goes, he kind of looks at me, I go, they said it has nothing to do with digestive sodium intake, salt intake. They said what it has to do with, uh, on a on a different system in your body, it has to do with the amount of alcohol. And so, 
trying to impress upon him that the order is now updated is, and he's not buying it. He's looking at me like, well, she told me, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know, motherfucker, but this is an update. Hey, Rich. Ladies and gentlemen, Enriched Art is here. That would be Richard Francisco, who I, uh, I spent time with yesterday at his house and his dogs, Charlie, Zeus, and Cookie. Charlie, the world's tallest German shepherd. Um, shot a video yesterday, which I'll be sharing with you shortly, about his latest art effort. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Hey, I got your message too. By the way, I don't know if you saw it. He wants me to take. He wants me to take one part of it when uh, it it got a little uh, it got a little off the rails. We started to get really graphic and dirty. Hey, Eric, cut that part out. I don't think my wife will appreciate that. <laughs> don't worry, man. I got you. <coughs> so that's what's going on in this house. And uh, so, uh, you know, they did say that none of their concern is enough to make them uh, want to call off the surgery. But, I mean, he doesn't understand. It's like, dude, they're doing this to keep you safe. The point of all of this is to ensure you have a good experience as best as you can when they, you know, slice your neck open like uh, the the belly of a fish and splay you out and manipulate your vertebrae. I mean, there's a there's a lot at work there. You wanna you wanna give these people, um, you know, the absolute best opportunity uh, to have a successful event. This is surgery for God's sakes. Holy cow! So, um. Yeah, that just unfolded. By the way, I have a new smell I hate. This is also NFK related. What he does is, um, so at some point today, he'll start the day's consumption of chewing tobacco. And it's it's not, he doesn't really chew it. It's that uh, um, grizzly, uh, long-cut wintergreen. And you put it in your cheek and gum, and then the nicotine enters your bloodstream through your gums, and then um, cancer sprouts, and then they cut off your face, and you look like that guy who used to review movies. What the hell was his name? Um, Siskel or Ebert, one of those two guys. And uh, so that's what he does all day. But I'm telling you, the NFK is an alien. It does no harm to him. So um, then when it's... Like past its prime in his mouth, he's got to get rid of it. He takes it out and he has an empty container and he puts the spit infused one into that and closes it. And then so to the left is the dead uh, wad. To the right is the fresh stuff. So all day long, it's like fresh lip out into the bad one. Well, once the tin gets full, of uh, uh, used tobacco spit clippings. Um, he wanders over to the garbage, takes the lid off, and dumps it in the trash. So then, uh, and I don't know about you, but that smell. I mean, when you take a person's spit 
and tobacco and it's ble- uh, and the wintergreen it's just a uh, it's 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 you never forget it you never get it out of your nose and every you know i'll walk up to the garbage can I'll t- and i have to uh, uh empty the coffee grinds in it from these little single serving keurig things so i have to like tap it to get my coffee grounds out and so i'm above the can for like 15 seconds and then it wafts up and i'm like oh shit he did it again and i got to if, even if there's no garbage in the fucking thing I gotta, I gotta get it out of there. I can't stand that fucking smell. I have to get it out of the house. And so today, uh, there was a lot of it in there from last night. So uh, first thing in the morning, I'm like, oh god, fuck. So I take it, I throw it out, and then I put a fresh bag in it. I go, I let the dog out, and while I'm letting the dog out, sure as shit, he wanders over there and dumps another one in there. I'm like, oh fuck me. So there it is again. I have to get a fresh bag. I have to throw it out. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, let me update you on this. So here we are now another day completed in our, uh, in our journey towards my daughter getting married. And I promised you this would, I would, uh, I would highlight um, all of the good and amazing moments from this and moments that make you go, Oh my God. And this is one of those. Um, so, Remember I talked to you, I, I talked with you about yesterday was dress, uh, gown shopping. And I get a uh, phone call from Diana. Do you want to see Jackie in her gown? We've picked it out. And I go, yes, no, 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 I don't. I would, you know, here's the thing. This is what I'm thinking. November 19th, 2022. If I have not seen her in the gown, excuse me, and then uh, during the uh, uh, wedding ceremony, when she everybody stands up and then out she, I've never seen her before. And then I see my beautiful daughter. I'm going to turn into a puddle of tears and snot. I mean, it's going to be incredible. And I'm I'm, I'm going to melt. So my thought was I should probably take the edge off that and see it, see what she looks like. So those are my options. What would you, what would you do? Um, I opted to not see her. I'm just going to have to, that is going to be a very exhausting day. Um, Really, that is uh, that is going to be exhausting. I know it'll be great, but it's tough on a dad when your daughter um, gets married. I don't know why that is, uh, but at least for me, I, uh, I, it might be that whole daddy's little girl thing. You know, those those are my daughters. It's different having a son, of course, you know, and then daughters. I don't know how to put a finer point onto it. It's just a thing you have to, you know, if she's however many years old, what is she? Uh, how old is she? She's born in 97. So somebody do the math for me. However old she is, 24, 25, all of those years. And in your mind, she's constantly, you know, you're seeing different flashes of her as a little girl, as a child, as she different stages of her, of her youth. And now here she is. Oh, my God. She is uh, 
Oh, God. So this all happens. And I go, uh, and then uh, my mind is shifted off of that and to a different realm because Diana says, I need $1,000 right now. Oh, shit. I go, wait, what? You can't drop. Do you want to see your daughter and then back it up with give me $1,000? I go, all right. uh, Put it on this card. Put it on. uh, Have this creditor pay for it. So I go, well, we'll deal with it later. So later on in the day, I got a... uh, message from Kent drop the E out of you. Hey man, Facebook must've known you were talking about this and he sends me or whatever. He was just being funny. A uh, Facebook marketplace listing budget wedding gowns, $150. You know, what is a bad thing to do? Suggest that to anyone uh, in the fold of uh, of this whole dynamic. In this case, the queen of the forest, Momzilla, and Bridezilla. Now, I didn't even say, hey, we should consider this. I just said, hey, look what Kent sent. And she goes, well, that's fucking stupid. I mean, who the fuck's going to buy <laughs> buy a used wedding gown for $150? Bullshit. Yeah, someone else wore it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, look, I know. Uh, I, Hey, and then what what my job at this point is to agree with everything she's saying. That's my task. This is how you handle these untamed beasts. You you have to go, yeah, I know. What kind of pig would do that? You gotta, you gotta, uh, uh, spend all the money on it. Even if it's, even if you can find cheaper elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Only an asshole would would uh, get a bargain on a wedding dress. I mean, what kind of piece of shit scumbag would do that? Huh? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Really not. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me, frankly. Why don't we just run out that ground ball? I'm telling you, that whole wedding industry, it is uh, the elaborate pricing is just based on emotion. It is just uh, tapping in all of these merchants and retailers. They know, they know that there's a dynamic in a lot of cases between the bride and the dad. So they know that the dad is like, I'm going to do whatever. And the reason why the dad is doing it, in addition to the other things I've talked to you about today, is, you know, the wife, you know, if I, I don't want to piss these people off. This is what you wait. This is what you, you prepare for this moment. This is the one time as a father you go, uh, credit score, be damned. Do as you will. I will take care of this. You just let them have a good time. This is, you, you, you kick the can down the road. This is wise. I'm telling you. Because if you're the guy who says, no, wait a minute here. I want to, me as the dad, I want to sink my claws into this and uh, make you explore some budgetary options. You're going to get murdered. Don't do it. Just accept the fact that your asshole is going to be the size of a Folgers can when this is all said and done. And you better smile while you're getting raped. So I was, uh, somebody jammed the tip into my butthole yesterday. 
Um, so Diana says, I need to put a thousand dollars down on this dress. I go down. Is it a thousand and one? Is the dress a thousand and one dollars? The gown. She goes, no, it's 2000. So I go, oh, yeah, it's cool. I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything. I just go, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's uh, that's that's acting. Uh, you just go, yeah, oh, of course. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. This might even be less than what I've voiced on this show of what I thought it was going to cost. But uh, that's not bad from what I'm understanding for a new gown. I understand that that is actually quite reasonable. Again, this is a, a monopoly land of money, but we, for the next year, um, it's a topsy-turvy type of uh, existence. That's uh, that. I I refuse to be the guy that sits there and makes them, uh, you know, uh, no, 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 do it this way, do it this way. I'm I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put anybody through that. Um, I see the usual suspects are trying to make this difficult on me. Nick says his lips are saying yes. His brain is doing backflips. Don't know what you're talking about, Nick. Don't know what you're talking about, Nick. Um, let's see. Sarah says, I bet it's gorgeous. Thank you, Sarah. I'm sure it is. And then Chris writes the asshole comment of $2,000 for a one-time use dress. Yeah, that's the dickhead way of looking at it, okay? Uh, what is the Sea Bear 495? What is the return policy on that sort of thing? I think it's zero. Kyle says, weren't you bragging about making $450,000 a year during yesterday's show? That was not bragging. That was disclosure, okay? That was disclosure. It's not a brag. And don't forget, I gave away a lot of that money, so shut up. You're only paying roughly $250 an hour of time that she's actually going to wear it. Oh, thanks, Kent. Thanks. I can't wait till your little one gets married. And uh, I don't even know if you have a daughter. I think you do. And then uh, you're, you're the one. You're the dad. This is what you're going to do. If you don't follow my plan on this, Kent, okay, uh, you're going to earn hate points. You don't want to uh, earn uh, hate points. Kent has four, four boys. Oh, okay. There you go. Wait until you get the alteration bill, says Kate. Oh, great. Mm, 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 mm. Sarah says, I want to see it. The dress, okay, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't have daughters, Chris says. Uh, you could do like Paris Hilton and have six dresses over three days of a wedding party. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, what type of religious uh, religion will be practiced in the ceremony? None, none. You need to know that all those years of taking Jacqueline to mass... Uh, has paid off zero. There is no religious affiliation whatsoever in the ceremony. Uh, my comment to that is none. 
I wasn't asked my opinion. So, you know, I got it down, man. You know, I don't speak unless spoken to. Indoor or outdoor? It's an indoor wedding. Hang on a second. Kyle, who's no doubt been touched by a priest, writes, sounds like a good wedding, nothing in the church. What the fuck is that? All right. So that is the latest. That is the latest. Yesterday, I appeared on uh, another podcast, uh, podcast. Someone Needs to Say It is the name of the show. Starring Soft Weekly. Uh, I met Soft through the Carl from Who Are These Podcasts coaching tree. Um, and he wanted to do kind of like uh, a, a, a meeting of the minds of podcasters that are part of this little uh, clique of ours. Um, in fact, Soft was the one who turned me on to the first audio of Donut, 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 Fat, 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 uh, John Jamingo, Philly Fanatic, um, from however long ago when we did all that nonsense. Um, John actually was in the uh, chat of this. So here's the thing. A soft uh, uh, never has done this for a living or anything like that. He's, he's, uh, he's a dude and is, uh, you know, kind of like a lot of podcasters, just kind of finding his way into it. So he gathers up uh, me, Brandon from the Drew and Mike show, Carl, uh, Dave, the dude from Australia. I don't know anything about that guy. He was involved in the donut, 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 fat, fat, fat incident. Um, and who else was there? Oh, um, also in there, uh, Brandon from the Drew and Mike show, uh, Mark from the Drew and Mike show was in the background and he is featured prominently in the story. First of all, it starts like this. I couldn't believe it. And I'll share the link uh, with this as soon as he publishes the audio podcast. Uh, Dave, the dude from Australia. He starts, and I guess he's having some marital issues, and he's uh, always super serious, okay? Very thoughtful. He's the type of guy that I would describe as doesn't really say shit until he's got something to say. So he opens the show with, why are you guys married? And I, I, I don't know if he's kidding or, or trolling or what, and, but I realize, and then he explains, oh, I'm, in, uh, I'm separated from my wife. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was supposed to be a fun show to some degree. I thought we were supposed to have, was, there was going to be some air of silliness to this. And I'm like, well, dude, what the fuck is going on? So I, I actually gave him a thoughtful answer, and Carl gave him a, this, we, we did the best we could with this pile of shit. That was just handed to us. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on. So, all right. We were off and running. Uh, we, you know, did our thing for a little bit. Kind of just shot the shit. And uh, uh, poor Soft, you know, he, he, he's, he's kind of getting his head still screwed on straight about uh, presentation and, and uh, keeping the content moving, if you will. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, 
He's it's it, this is the equivalent of like, um, you know, um, well, it is what it is. I mean, for years, I've been doing this for 30 years, talking to a microphone. Soft's been doing it for however long he's been podcasting. So it it, it is what we expected it to be. And it was fine. I enjoyed uh, the, the camaraderie and the discussion. And then we got into this. I told a story uh, about when I was on Brandon's show, which he was not a part of at the time, on the riff. And I've talked to you about this before. The time in 1998, I was on the riff. Mark, the guy I mentioned earlier, is hearing what I'm saying. He was there, a very young intern at the time. He's like 22 years old. At the time, I was 28. And it didn't go well when I was there. And, and to this day, I still don't even know why it even happened, why I was brought in there. But the bigwigs decided they did, that, that I would, that I should do that or have me in. And it, was, it turned out to be a great opportunity because, frankly, it led to really great things. One thing led to another years later, but at the time it was very difficult. Um, and, you know, being uh, young, full of piss and vinegar, massive ego, and uh, I'm not the easiest person in the world to get along with. Um, that was even more so then. And I was also blind and not really and overconfident in my abilities. So you take that uh, recipe and the fact that um, Rob who was also a producer on the Drew and Mike show, he felt that we don't even need this fucking guy who you're hiring in from out of town to fill in for Drew who's out for back surgery. Why are we even bringing him in? And he was right. He was right to think that. But at the time, I was like, no way, man. I'm the man. <laughs> and I wasn't. And it sucked. And it crashed and burned. And at the time, I was all, I'm so mad. I'm a madman. And, you know, uh, you know, whatever. The rest is history. Here we are 23 years later. I've shared bits and pieces of uh, uh, chats with Mark, but never a discussion. Mark was kind of like an uh, accessory to all of this. But there's no hard, hard feelings on any of this. None. You know, that's all ancient history. And I've uh, shared a lot of uh, exchanges with uh, Drew via email, and he wasn't even involved in this in the first place. He was, but, but he took time off. That's why I was there in the first place. It was a medical issue. So while we're doing this podcast with Soft, I tell the story about how, um, I don't even know how we stumbled into it, how I filled in there. And then Howard Stern, because we were talking about Howard. Howard had just signed on in Detroit at about the same time. So this is horrible because the main guy on that show leaves. I fill in, Howard signs on, and he's, he wants to win Detroit. He never did. But in his attempt to, he's saying on the Howard Stern show, yeah, Detroit, I'm going to kick ass in Detroit. Uh, Drew of Drew and Mike just left. Now it's who and Mike with some loser idiot. They're talking about me. And I actually heard this on the radio. I was driving uh, down uh, uh, Southfield in Detroit listening to K-Rock, and I hear that. Howard Stern's insulting me through the fucking radio. Imagine that. I'm like, oh, no. And I was a bundle of nerves because I knew I sucked shit deep down. So I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm driving them all. I said, it was the end of my career. My hates me. I'm a fucking idiot. Whatever. But again, Mark is hearing me talk to Brandon tell that story. And Mark jumps in and goes, hey, man, I, uh, um, can I ask you some questions about all that? I go, well, yeah. He says, were we mean to you? And I go, 
Well, I mean, at the time I thought so, but looking back on it, I, I think you were right. So um, we have this super, super great, honest conversation about all of that. I know that this is great. And, uh, you know, he's in his early 40s. I'm old. Um, everything's different. And then he, uh, he says something that has stuck with me since then. He goes, you're different now. You're more confident. And then Carl goes, yeah, that means you're an asshole. That means you're an asshole. And I'm like, fuck you, Carl. Uh, Carl's just flying the wall, taking pot shots at me. You know what that fucker said before I get to the rest of this story? Um, Soft brings up that occasionally I'll drive limo. Soft says, yeah, you know, that's not only that's that's good for the pocketbook, but uh, you've gotten a lot of great stories. I go, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's contributed content on this show for sure. And the car goes, yeah, I collect pop bottles on the weekend so I can tell stories too. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, you asshole. Um, Mark says, well, you know, you're you're more confident now. You're different. I go, well, you know, years of doing this, it's who knows. I have no idea. I guess. And he goes, but something that is still the same about you. And this has stuck with me since he said it. He goes, you're still very angry. And at the time I went, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. And I, I didn't make it awkward or anything, but looking back on it now, I'm like, well, how the fuck do you know? I mean, I'm not offended, but how, what do you know about me? Because if you're paying attention to what I do on this show, and telling me I'm angry. Look, um, I can count one, well, maybe two hands. Well, maybe two and a half hands, the times on this show that I've actually really been angry. And they're usually because of Amanda and Kenny. I can't, you know, I don't know where, where he would get that from because you've never, other than those moments when I'm screaming at you for stealing my story or something like that, I would say that I've never really gotten angry about things that I'm discussing, you know, maybe, uh, as something, uh, 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 some of the subject matter, if it gets real, I might get annoyed with something, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm curious. He's probably right, I guess, but I, I, I mean, I don't know how he would know that. I mean, I've always been an, a, an angry individual, but I guess my question is how the fuck do you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't take offense to it. If you are have uh, by the outside chance that you might hear what I'm saying right now, but how the, how the hell do you know that I'm angry? So that was weird. And it, uh, it struck me and I wanted to reach out and say, so how do you know that I'm angry? But I was like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. Okay. Um, very special moment is about to take place. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this. You are going to love this. Holy shit. I can't wait. Stand by. Um, the great food giveaway two. We are now 21 days away. I have added to the pile of money, the donations of victors of smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. They include Chris K, Johnny P, 
Jason S. That totals $125. You're very kind. They they won in trivia, and they said, throw it onto the pile of money of smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. I'm like, you got it. You got it. Your wish is my command. Okay? Um, we also had another solid day yesterday. Now, I told you at the start of this, we need roughly $3,300 to pay for 100 meals for underprivileged people who are food sensitive. Uh, as of this moment, we have $3,162 in hand that have been, uh, that cash has been either Ven- Venmoed or PayPal to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, $138 until it is paid in full that will leave us a lot of time to add to the pile which anything extra is immediately donated to kids food basket i have yet to make my contribution i'm telling you that for transparency and i'll let you know exactly how much i'm giving Uh, just because you know this is a very close-knit bunch that we have here and it's I don't want you to think that I'm fucking skirting out on if I'm going to sit here every day and tell you uh, how much money I make and and how much money you've given. I'd be a fucking idiot if I didn't lead the charge. So I will. But I'm waiting. So there you go. Um, Very, very cool of all of you. Thank you so much. But we're not done yet. Like I said, uh, if you want to contribute Venmo me the cash at eric dash zaitunian what a wonderful name that is z-e-i-t-u-n-i-a-n if you are on the uh, live stream i just published it right there uh, kyle says hmm, send me money jackie needs money for a wedding dress he thinks we're suckers you shut up and then uh paypal at eric Zane show. You need to know that um, we have a guest that'll be joining us. Six minutes. Just been informed that the guest is waiting. Okay. So... Ding dong! I'll be getting to that shortly. We'll uh, bring our guest in promptly at 9 a.m. It will be a surprise for all of you. No guesses. Nobody guess. Nobody guess. I don't want any thunder stolen from this. Okay? No guessing. No comments. Uh, Someone says Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Kyle from Dumpster Divers will join us later. But this Kyle from Dumpster Divers is not the special guest. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So we're just going to keep that on the down low and our special guest is going to join us in moments. Okay. Hold on a second here. All right. I will say this as uh, we continue on that uh, the amazing local sponsors that we have have just been crushing it lately. I'm so happy for them. Uh, Full House Comedy 
If you're looking for something to do, here we are. It's the winter months. We're not really going outside anymore in West Michigan, uh, pretty much. So I want you to consider going to a comedy show. Go to fullhousecomedy.com and uh, check in with uh, with those folks. See what's going on. You got shows, of, uh, well, th- for several days each weekday at several different venues. Fullhousecomedy.com. Thank you to them. That's uh, Donnie Veltman and his crew helping us out with that one. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. That's where the great food giveaway number two is going to be uh, coming up in 21 days. Uh, First of all, they want me to stress to you that if you know of a charity that is in need of a quick infusion of cash to the tune of $1,000, Irvine's, they basically pool their resources and give that away to a worthy charity. Okay? So go to uh, Facebook.com slash Irvines. That's their Facebook page, and that's E-R-V-I-N-E-S. And all you have to do is nominate a local charity. They'll uh, go over those and decide uh, in kind of like a uh, in-house vote as to where the money is going, but that's so very, very cool of them, always willing to help. And if you could, if uh, anything happens to your vehicle, domestic, Asian, or European car except Volkswagen, please consider taking it to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. All right. If you are in West Michigan, you're cruising along 44th Street, just a few blocks uh, east of um, 131 is Stafford. That's where they're uh, at. When you drive by it, you can see them, wave, then you know it's there. Uh, take your cars there. And uh, one more here before our guest joins us. 
Uh, Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, Honda Granville, is uh, still open for business. Now, what they've done here is they've had to adjust because it's a little bit... Uh, gone are the days, at least, at least temporarily, when you can walk in and just drive off with a brand new car because we have this madness that is happening in the world. However, you can still make that happen. You just got to plan ahead and uh, and say, all right, uh, when it's here, I want it. You can still buy at sarahondagranville.com. You can also um, check out the amazing selection of certified pre-owned and used vehicles. SarahHondaGranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen. Whoo-wee! Some of you um, may know what the hell is, uh, is going on here, but... Uh, I'm bringing in, and I'm asking you to unmute our guest. I just uh, clicked ask to unmute. So I, I see that that is ready to go. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey from beautiful Southern California. Jeffrey, how are you? Hey, buddy. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Um, so literally down to the hour, almost exactly 365 days ago, we wow. we were in separate operating rooms, and um, I mean, incredible, Jeffrey. We did it. <laughs> it has been too. Wow. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's. I I I love you so much, and I know you're gonna get emotional. I will too, but we crushed it, Jeffrey. I am. Tell everybody, please, please tell them uh, what life has been like for you in the past year? Wow. Wow, what a question. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. It, well, first of all, I want to just say I love you. And, uh, and to your wife. Thank you. I love you and, too. And um, wow. Yeah, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but it's fucking hard. Oh, oh. I swear. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Swear? You can do whatever you want. I swear all the time. You know, it's... They say people who swear are more honest, so, you know. No, it's true. And you look, f- and I'm already seeing comments, uh, <laughs> and, and they're saying that uh, you look fantastic. You're so healthy and beautiful. I feel amazing. I mean, I, I, I was telling I was telling friends, I, had, I didn't laugh for two years. It's crazy, you know, and, and I think that just, it was just hidden. But, you know, and you ask me now, what? how do I feel? What's the journey? What has it been? Well, you know, not a lot of people knew besides the kidney issue. I was, I was dealing with this crazy immune attack on my body, which caused me to lose the ability to walk. And not only was my kid, it was crazy, right? So I had all these things. I was just kind of like, I didn't know where I was. It was very, it was a very dark place, but you know, I, I realized there's, I can, I can believe in humanity. I can believe in people, you know, um, it was a crazy journey to get, you know, you, you, yeah. It was a crazy journey to get to get there. You know, I always just have this one image. It's, it's the most bizarre image of that day. And it's just you rolling by with a smile with this big <laughs> like hat on. I don't know. What do you call it? It was like the big puffy bray. Yeah. Like a mushroom. It's like a bonnet. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to happen. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because I just couldn't believe it. You know, it was such a fucking um, roller coaster. And I think it happens for a lot of people who are going, going through that process. I was writing down before I got on this podcast, the people that were on my journey, right? Yeah. Stories. And, you know, I wanted to say thank you to all these people. I don't know if you're recording this, but if you are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely recording. Okay, cool. But, you know, um, yeah, you know, you said we, I mean, you did it. I, I was part of it. We did it together. Yes, it's a team process, you know, because it was a living donor. We, I think we we're, it was, it was a team process, but you know, you did it, man. I, I, I'm in, you know, it's just a really odd thing. It's a hard part in life when you're a person who's used to solving problems and then you just have one, you can't figure out how to solve. But I think I'm proud to say that I solved it with my friends and my family. Um, I, it's just, a, it's just a hard thing to do without support. I was, I was going to say, you know, it's really funny. I know everybody knows somebody who's sick. Right. Everybody does because we're all humans and we have this it's somewhere in our ecosystem, within our family, within our, you know, we, we have somebody who's hurting or, you know, just, you know, and just I just say reach out to them and support them. Sometimes people don't know how to deal with people who are sick. That's what I realized. You know, like when I would tell people I was sick, they, they, you know, they would just kind of get fearful because they knew I was sick and they knew I needed help. They didn't know how to deal with it. Not everybody can be a donor. I don't think you are. You do. You're you're a soldier, bro. You are a soldier. Can I tell right? you when I, when I when you honestly, um, this was and I from time to time I get spiritual. I I've, I don't do that often, but I can honest. I think that this taught me so much about spirituality. This is this was the big takeaway for me because quite literally when you said you had stage five kidney disease. There was such a um, momentous push in my soul for the next 200 days that I'm not kidding you. This felt easy to me. I look back on the process of those 200 days and it seemed like everything fell into place at such an alarming rate. And these were things that I was not aware of all the many steps that are involved in uh, and living organ donation, I had no idea. But we destroyed every uh, key hurdle. We just we didn't even hurdle it. We just ran through it. All the blood tests and stuff. And yeah, yeah you did it. I mean, no, see, you did it. So here's the thing. Before I told you, what we got to go slow, okay? Because I I got I had people step up for me. God bless them. Okay, I have a list of the names here. Okay, I'm gonna tell you each please, person. Please. Okay, my first person I reached out to is my buddy James Bain, okay? James is an actor who, who um, went to USC and got his master's degree in, in acting, and he was in one of my projects, one of my films. He survived, he's a veteran, a veteran, served two tours, Iraq, survived seven roadside bombs, lived, went on to be an actor. I kind of was thinking hard, who's, who would understand what I'm going through? James was the first person I called, and what did he say right off the bat? He said, yes. Wait, like you, like you, but he got turned down from UCLA because UCLA has like a, a, a protocol, you know, they're very strict on who they pick. And he was a little overweight, but he was completely healthy. And in the end, another hospital in Texas, uh, shout out uh, to uh, 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 Baylor, Baylor uh, 
Baylor, Texas, Baylor Scott Temple, I think it was, yeah. They were, um, for, forgive me, but uh, they accepted him and he, we were running parallel. So we were actually running parallel with you. You know, and I told you that. And I, and, I, and I said to James, and it was actually one of my favorite calls to make. I said, I said uh, you don't have to give me your kidney. You've done enough. Just a, <clears throat> a great guy. Yeah. So, uh, uh-huh. In the end, in the end, you know, I'm grateful. We did it here. I think UCLA is, they're incredible. Yeah, you yeah. Know, an incredible hospital. Yeah. So that's, I, I remember that story about James. And I remember you also had several people who, um, who, who also helped you out along the way. And, and, and unfortunately it didn't, it didn't work out for one reason or another, but so go, yeah. Um, and so, you know, and I, and I, and I know you want to get to that, but I, when, when we and I, when you and I spoke, that was such a, um, a chance encounter. I mean, that was, uh, I, I, I imagine you almost had, I, I, I'm quite certain you had no intention when we spoke of, of asking, and you did not ask me, you, you never said to me, Hey, will you, it just kind of hit me. And I told you, um, take me through that because in the other scenarios, you had approached people yourself. This was not one of those scenarios. No, I'm looking at our, our chat right here. I'm looking at our chat right here. It was just a hello. I don't remember, uh, but it was just a hello. No, well, you know what? A lot of people hate Facebook, right? Facebook's kind of like whatever. They steal your information, all that bullshit. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, there's always good and bad. No matter what, there's a positive, there's a negative to everything in life, right? So whatever. You can use Facebook, you know, to stalk somebody and you can use Facebook to find somebody. So in in, in the way that I just, you know, I was just on Facebook and, you know, you and I have had similar paths. I've always followed your career because we're in the creative arts and in, in, in film and in, in, in radio and we we kind of we you know i was thinking about eric we went to elementary school together mm-hmm. we went to junior high school together we went to uh high school together and we went to college together we didn't hang out much in college right no you um you met diana and you were off in your love zone <laughs> i got my heart broken and i was off like chasing you know girls and being a college guy you know which was great right um, shout out to cmu fire yep. chips yep 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 um and, uh, you know, but, you know, and we cross paths again. And I think we've always kind of like, I've always followed you because I, I, I knew you were in radio because, you know, we've, we've had the same teachers and the same mentors in life. And, um, and yeah, so then, you know, I was just always curious about, I, I do reach out to some of my friends uh, from high school, but I think it was that common, you know, interest in the arts that kind of brought us together. And a lot of the people who tested for me were artists. And a lot of people, you know, um, in my little community are artists because I work in the film industry. And um, yeah, you know, I, I'm surrounded by a lot of artists. So I think, you know, my wife isn't one. She's a psychiatrist, which helps me a lot. Um, no joke, because it is, it, it was a, everything in life is psychological, right? Yeah. And this, uh, most of all, it was just painful because your body just goes through hell. There's no doubt. Dialysis just rips a person apart. And, uh, um, you know, I, I was always thankful for your, your countdown on my days. That was very thoughtful. Oh yeah, for sure, man. It was all, it was all part of that adventure. And I, and, and that's how we approached this thing. And we had a, yeah, yeah, we, we were getting healthy at the same time where I was riding my bike and you were, you know, I was, we were trying to just, it was cool. You know, it's very, I'm very much appreciative. I, you know, um, 
you know, boy, you know, I tell everybody I wake up every day to watch the sunrise every day. Yeah. Uh, every day just because I can, you know. It's cool. Man, let me let me ask you this, uh, uh Jeffrey. Um can you take us through the um um cuz you look like you've never had an issue. I mean, right now you look like any guy who's this, who Interesting. Yeah, can you can you can you can you kind of take us through what uh what the, how your body uh healed after the uh, installing of the kidney in one year your body has made a big transformation. Uh can you yeah. take us through that? I, I will. Can I do something real quick before I go through that? Please do. I wanna, Please do. I want to go back. I'm going to sidebar that question and I'm going to come back to the people that helped me, okay? I'm just going to say their names. Dan Kuhn, CMU. Greg Heddle. Double G, these are all the people that stepped up to test for me, okay? Jeff Lighthouser, uh, my, my homeboy, my buddy Brian Gross, I want to tell the story about how they discovered cancer on his kidney, and by him trying to donate for me, he ended up saving his life because UCLA found the cancer, and he got it removed. My producer, Catherine, who I love to death, who I thought was going to be my donor, um, but she, I love her. She was going to go to Texas with me. She said, if it doesn't work here, we're going to Texas. God bless her. My friend, Meow Meow, love her name, right? That's Meow Meow. She's Japanese. <laughs> I love her to death. My buddy, Joe Klant, CMU. And uh, um, and uh, a lot of people, you know, tested. Um, you know, uh, I, there's a few others, um, you know, close to the family. And, um, you know, what happens is, look, it. It's not if somebody says, "Hey, I need possibly to donate a kidney." It doesn't mean you, you, if I say yes, I'm going to be a donor. You have to go through a rigorous process, and uh, you know UCLA is amazing. My doctor Lum and Doctor Veal and Doctor Grish, Grish, right, Grish? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know all those people. But in in regards to what has my body gone through? Okay, number one, I can piss like a racehorse. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> Nobody thinks about how wonderful it is to pee. It's probably one of the greatest things in the world. What you do is when you pee, you get rid of all the shit in your body, the toxins. I couldn't pee. I didn't, don't think I peed for like a year, which yeah. is incredible, right? So I, I was carrying all this water weight. I was always in pain. When you see people have maybe... Um, have you know, like things in their big ankles. It's not maybe because they're fat. It's probably because they're kidney disease and their body's just holding this water. And Correct. They can't pee. Correct. So, so, and uh, in regards to that, I can pee again. Um, my body starts healing itself. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I try to eat healthy. You know, I don't eat any junk food. I don't drink any soda. Um, I have Coke every once in a while, but I don't even like it. I hate it now. It's too sweet. If you, if now I drink, you know, mostly water. Um, but my body has come together. You know, my uh, skin is much cleaner. You know, um, my energy is back. My creativity is back. Um, you know, uh, it just, you know, you just pull, get pulled down. I, I didn't stop working. You know, creatively, I try to paint and do things because that was more to remove the mind from the dark places you know you you think you have conversations with yourself about life those conversations are way fucking deeper when you're sick i bet man i remember jeffrey the uh sitting in your backyard and you revealing to me because if i no, if, i don't just i don't want to go there no 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 i was just going to say no 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 i i am i'm not going to talk i'm not going to talk about i'm not going to talk about what you no, think I get that. but what i think is okay i'm going to interject for a second okay 
Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, it is a hard, it is a hard conversation with oneself. That's well, all I, I, I think what stands out to me is how, you know, this whole process, you didn't take anything for granted. What I was going to say is you, you, you didn't, you weren't convinced that this was going to work until you had been through so much. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, t- it took such a toll on you because people would test and then for one reason or another, it wouldn't work out. But then, but then it wasn't until day of when you saw me with that when I was getting wheeled out for the surgery, I don't think you thought that this was going to work through several times. You know what I mean? Just because of you'd been kicked around too much, you know? Well, I believe that the healthcare system wants people to be sicker. Really? Oh yeah. You don't think, you know, DeVita, you don't think DeVita wants somebody to have kidney disease. Oh I'm, man. I'm letting you know. They charged me $10,000 a month for a machine that costs probably $1,500. Oh, dear okay. God. Okay. So it is fucked up. And, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of um, – and here's the thing. I'm now getting involved with um, organizations to help people find medical research. Okay. I'm getting involved with um, a, a lot of good causes. I can talk about that after because I believe that. Okay. Um, it's a path. And you're part of that path because I have gotten there, but yeah, you know, um, you know, yeah, I, I, you know what? Yeah. The, the cost of medicine, people not getting dialysis in other countries throughout the world, you know, those machines aren't a lot of money. Medical care isn't a lot of money. So, you know, that's a really long topic for another conversation. Right. 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 But, um, but you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, at one point I was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm bringing people who want to help me. And I wanted to stay at UCLA. I know how good they are. I love my doctors there, you know. And I was like, is it me? You know, you know, like, look, I'm a creative person, right? You know, you know, um, I'm, my friends are not accountants and bankers and shit like that, you know. And when they're looking at people, I'm surrounded by creative people. But I was like, what, what do they want me to do? Bring like a, a blue collar banker that's a marathon man who, you know, you know, isn't creative, you know, because you do these interviews with them, you have to have a psychological interview, you have to do blood tests, heart tests, it's like this whole thing. And at one point, I was like, what, maybe if they think, you know, um, I maybe not, psychologically, I can't handle it, you know, because, you know, because you know, I am emotional, there's no doubt about it. And then they think about that kind of stuff, you know, so I was like, okay, what's the conspiracy? And I was like, fuck it. And then I was like, okay, I want to get into these studies, you know, because there's drugs now, we're they, you don't have to be on dialysis or they cut down on certain uh, proteins that are attacking the blood. And, you know, there's, there's stem cell and there's, uh, uh, there's CRISPR, which is DNA sniping. And you can take rid of, get rid of the disease. Right. Um, and there's studies going on in Sweden. So med- medicine in this country is regulated by uh, the government. You saw it happen really fast with the, um, with the uh, 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 vaccine, right? They, they sped it up. They had, you know, you, you, they're collaborating. See, when they doctors all over the world can collaborate and share information, but government regulation prevents that a lot of that stuff to uh, fall. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point because out of all of the things that you described that seem to take forever, that's what screwed a lot of people up because they can speed it up and still be effective and safe, which they were with those vaccines. Right. But that all the people in the world are like, well, wait a minute. Why? Uh, how? And then that, that was, oh, a, that was yeah. a red flag. You know, that was a red flag oh, to them. Yeah. 
No, Sweden is like the most advanced country, I believe, when it comes to anything technology and medicine. I, for some reason, you know, and you all, they're doing studies way before us and they're doing studies all over the world. Like studies happen like in stages, but I, let's not go there now. But what I was going to say, what, where my body is now, I feel amazing. Uh, am I perfect? No, I'm still working on the nerves and my legs, but fuck it. I'm not, you have to understand, I went from being a healthy human being, right? Um, to falling apart in a chair, to not being able to walk, okay? Um, to literally having to, uh, I was falling when I was walking and having this other autoimmune disease, my kidney disease, then my medications on machines. I was, my body was just run down. I was exhausted. I was full of like toxins. So you, uh, you see the energy I have now. No, absolutely. And, and so basically uh, it was kind of like, like a perfect storm. And what um, we, you and I were obviously focused on the kidney, but um, you, this autoimmune disorder is something that uh, when all of these jumble up, not to mention the, uh, the stress it puts on you mentally, it was a, a quite a, I, a, to me, you surviving this, is fucking incredible man and i mean and you're still sorting it out you're still sorting it out but you're on the right track dealing getting rid of the kidney issue was was huge it's it, it, here's the thing i'm not healed i'm i i'm I, I, it's a it's 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 a bridge to life you understand what i'm saying it's it's allowing me to live we're all i'm just back in the game with you guys you know what i'm saying i'm back in the life lottery nobody knows what tomorrow is nobody I'm in the life lottery. No. You gave me a chance to, to see the sun, hang out with my kids, do what I love. I'm, I'm in the life. I'm back in life. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in pain. I, see, some people live in pain. There's still people living in pain going to the fucking dialysis every day for five hours. So I wanted to just say this. Look at I don't know how, whatever. I say it all the time, but you know, this is to me, it's just you and I talking. I don't know who's listening. No, this is good. There's a, there's a ton of people listening. Well, there's, there's right, right now there's 60 people hearing our voices. And then later on today, there'll be more. Perfect. Um, but here's the thing. One person out of the 60, just sign your, or whoever, listen, we're not, what are you going to do after you're dead? Nothing, right? You're going to become, you're going to go into the, look to the ground. We're going to recreate maybe as a flower or something. <laughs> And, uh, but just give, don't get your kidney card, sign your card. I don't care. Just sign it. If you pull back, I don't know where you're at. You just pull back. We look up and you pull back, you pull back, you pull back, you pull back. You're just a speck of fucking dust. Okay. No, it's true. It's very true. You're a speck of dust too. And I'm a speck of dust. And in that little speck of dust, you, we just saved each other's lives. And from the wide perspective of this crazy, crazy thing that we, who knows we're, we're, we can't be alone but we're out here hanging out just if you're gone and you're going to become a tree or a flower or a bird or whatever the fuck we become after we, we, we die just give your kidney away so someone just is not struggling and then maybe it's a kid who's just going to have a life because you can help them you know diana was so amazing you know you guys both you guys are i mean you guys are just i don't know I can't define it. There's no word. Well, you know, it, warriors, but you guys are just something special. She wanted to help somebody. You wanted to help somebody. I mean, it's just an amazing thing, you know? You know, what's interesting, Jeffrey, is um, from the perspective of us, it, um, and I think that this is important to stress to anyone who might be considering even a living donation. 
This yeah. was absolutely joyful. Sure, yeah, the, for a few hours after the surgery, I was a little uncomfortable, but just knowing, just being aware that you were going to live was a huge emotional therapeutic mental burst of goodness into our right. souls. And and this is this is true. Let me explain this to you. Because I did learn this that people who donate kidneys typically live longer than 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 people than the average person lives in a lifetime because of all the uh, uh, benefits that it's you, when your body is filled with good feeling good endorphins and chemicals and things like that it's all uh it's all absolutely uh, a, a part of the game you know and i well, i can't I, uh, I, I appreciate that's an interesting insight um it's like the gift like giving you know right, you know i'm working on this project right now where it's like it feels great to give something you know, whether even if it's like giving somebody a pie that you cook or something like that, just to give something, it's amazing. You know, to, to have another human being understand that you have a, some kind of passion or, or, or care for them. Um, but what, what I, I wanted to say something was, is that, uh, you know, Argentina, everybody, when they pass away, they're... There you go. A chow chow. We got a chow chow. Oh my God. Incredible. So cool. Uh, well done, Garrick and Jeffrey. What an adventure we were on, man. I'm telling you that, um, looking back on that and, um, you know, Jeffrey is, this is, this is how a creative person goes. I mean, he is. Wow. You know, there's so much energy coming out of that guy. And if you remember, I don't know if you can remember um, way back when I first got him and he was all meek and tired and he was going to die. Okay. He's gained 30 pounds since then. Um, he's got energy, but he was, it was bad. And now thank God that this has kind of uh, worked its way through. His body has set figured out. Oh, thank God, we don't have to do, die anymore. So it, uh, man, Jesus, absolutely great. Um, Adam says that was great, but uh, I'm a little disappointed after all your interpretations of him. I thought for sure we would hear at least one. Hey, man! <laughs> all right, side by side photos would be cool to see. Looks like he's a different person. I have one. I don't know if I can get it for you though. Um, yeah, I think I can. Um, I don't know if this will do it justice though, because, um, we were all masked up at the time. Let me see if I can figure it out here. Um, there we are. That's us. That is us on the day. Well, one year ago to the day. That is in the waiting room at the UCLA Medical Center. I've got that respirator on with a surgical mask over it so that it stops the valve. I was wearing my, my the, the thing you use when you paint the room. But he was much skinnier there. And yeah, it's tough to tell how much shit he looked like because of the mask and the hat. But his hair was thinning. It was falling out. Looked like fuck. Now he's just killing it. Hmm. All right. So that is that. 
All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, staying with us with that. I know that there's, uh, there's a lot. Of, sometimes it gets heavy uh, with Jeffrey, and, and that's the type of soul that he is. Usually a lot of information. Okay. Uh, let me help your business. This is how I'm able to do what I've been able to do for the past three years. That is with the support of local businesses. So if you have something you want me to talk about on the podcast, don't be a stranger. Just reach out to me, Eric at EricZancho.com, and I'll tell you how it works. Like Frank the Tank Fuss. Now, Frank is here in West Michigan, but what he does, you can utilize no matter where you are. All right. So I know him personally right here, but if you're in the middle of uh, Hawaii, you can take advantage of this. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. When it comes to anything insurance related, uh, tap him on the shoulder. He's an expert at this. He's like, um, you know, if you if you could compare it to like. Um, when cops have a canine with them and they say, go get the drugs and the dog's tail starts wagging and starts sniffing the fucking drug addicts in the car and whatever. And then wants a treat. That's Frank, except he's not sniffing drugs. He's sniffing deals on various policies that you might need. Medicare, Obamacare, uh, your workplace insurance. He can help you with that dental home life car, you name it. Uh, You can call or text 616-914-4070 and say, uh, Tank, uh, Zane told me to reach out to you. What do I do? And then he'll take care of it. And oh, by the way, everything he does for you, you don't pay for that. It's free. Okay? Uh, There is uh, some stigma in the world around people. And I wouldn't even say that. There's a myth that you got to go and do it yourself when it comes to insurance. It's not true at all. Okay? utilize Frank. Everybody within the sound of my voice can take advantage of this and he will not let you down. I want this guy swamped with work from Zaniacs. Thank you so much. The managed IT service provider who I tried to overcharge this month is Blue Frost IT. Sorry about that. God, I cannot believe I did that. Uh, You didn't pay me. Oh, no. Yes, we did. Here's the canceled check that you cashed. Fuck, this is awkward. Um, for your small or medium-sized business, if you don't have anybody that's tech support, um, well, what's going to happen when your tech won't support you? It, you you got to call. What are you going to do? Start from scratch, unplug your shit, and take it to uh, uh, Tito's Computer Repair, Dick. Call Blue Frost IT six one six two hundred eighty five fifty. Maybe that's what Fellhauer means when he says, Eric, you're still angry. You know? Uh, Anyway, 616-285-50 for Blue Frost IT. Um, While I'm at it, Prince Arming has uh, another great time to discuss um, getting your pistol license. There was just a mass shooting. Now, you see, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. Anyway, um, if you want to carry your pistol concealed, you should consider, uh, well, the first thing you have to do in the great state of Michigan is take a concealed pistol license class. Uh, One of the things that they'll talk about is 
um, in the class is, okay, you're at the end of the day, you're getting ready for bed. You take your pistol out of the holster, which is, you know, on your waist. Uh, what do you do? Just set the gun down on the dresser and go to bed? No, asshole. You lock it. Okay. You lock it up. Now in Michigan, that's not a law. Um, maybe it should be. It's, I know for sure should be a requirement, a habit, something you should do for God's sake. That little fuck that shot up the school uh, may not have been able to do what he did had he not locked up the fucking gun. Asshole. In my opinion, mom and dad should be charged. See how easy that is to say an opinion, free beer and hot wings? You see how easy that was? You know what they did yesterday? This is what they did. They go, um, well, I, I, I don't know. I just think maybe I don't, I don't have the answer, but I think maybe something should be done in this, this fucking really weak, silly type of, they want to say it, but they're too afraid. They feel the same way I do, but they're such pussies at offending their audience that they won't plant a flag. What a bunch of children you are. Just fucking say it. It'd be the most interesting thing you'd do instead of sitting there like the pussies you are going, well, I, 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 I might say something, but I, I don't want to offend the audience, you fucking idiots. How dare you? You're on the fucking radio. Do your job. What a worthless show that's become. Fucking grow a pair and say something for once. You piece of shit. My God. Unbelievable. Unacceptable, in my opinion. Just say it. Anyway, get your pistol license. In order to do that, you got to get the class. Take the class January 15th. Prince Arming. All right. Call or text uh, my good friend Steve Prince today. Reach out to him, 616-204-1705. I guarantee you Prince was fuming when he heard that this piece of shit dad did not lock up his pistol. You know? All right. Uh, I see we, I, I know I can see my uh, lovely uh, guest here. That would be Kyle. Uh, look how he's fixing his hair. Now he can't see me right now unless he's watching on Twitch, but that's okay. Cause we'll be able to, uh, hear him. Uh, Kyle, welcome back. Hold on a second. Hold on. I almost got you. I thought I had it, but I don't, um, two person. I think I got, can you, Hey, how are you? Oh shit! Look how close I am to okay, fucking right now. Okay, are we good? Yeah, I mean, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and they can hear you. So that's awesome. Should I fucking back up? I feel like yeah, you are. Face. You are right up to it. You can back up about four feet, and you're you're good. No, I like this actually. It's it's intense. It, <laughs> I feel intimate. Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Let's Kill. I think we finally got our uh, our act together uh, with, um, with with having you via Zoom. 
we got our act together. Um, I'm right now. I'm just staring at my face on the screen because it's so close. But it, I like this. It's a new twist, and new twists are necessary. <laughs> and plus, now you can see me drink my coffee up close. Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's really great. Uh, I I see you sent me a text. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's from the Panera. And uh, I see I see an image of the various uh, accoutrements that help you to make your coffee every morning, stirs and things like that. And you wrote there will be controversy. (laughs) Yeah. So I I, I texted that to you. I didn't know if you could show that um, on the freaking screen or whatever. But um, here's here's so the picture I sent you, that's from my home Panera. Right. I mean home but the closest one to the office right so i sent it to you because the one time we went and i was telling you about that guy who fucking was yelling at me about my stirrer usage yes i um that was a different one right right so i sent you this picture because this is my home one and you can see right by the orange things it says stirs right correct so that's the fucking thing that i grabbed at the other one at the other panera and that's (laughs) the guy that got fucking pissed at me that's what he was pissed about because he was like, those aren't the stirrers. Okay. Now I got visual proof that in my world, those are the fucking stirrers because that's what the label says. So, so, yeah, you should take that picture and take it to that fucking guy and say, so, hey, dude, I want to talk to you. It's happening, dude. That's why I took it. I haven't, I haven't gone out back there yet, but when I do, I'm going to be like, listen, Bradley, take a fucking look at this, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, good. Uh, Patriot Nick says that you got to kick him in the Panera dick. Uh, <laughs> Sarah loves your dimple. We're getting all sorts of things like uh, uh, Richard says he's so close I can smell his breath. <laughs> um, here's the funny part. Uh, Jesse Codes says, does Kyle buff his nose? Here's the funny thing. Um, I got these lights. Let me try a different lighting structure. But I got these lights on me, and they really – that's a little bit better. But my nose has been broken several times, and um, it is shiny. I don't know. I think that's like a side effect of right, right. Nose. I don't know. It's shiny as fuck, dude. Okay, so uh, where are we? It's been too long since we've had you on here. So what's on your mind, Kyle? Please, dude. It's it has been a long time. Um, we had. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. Thanksgiving was spectacular. Thanks for asking. We ended up doing it close to home here at the house. Uh, I canceled my trip to my dad's because of COVID, but what the hell, you know? I would almost make the argument that um, your house is the closest to home that you can get without being. Yes. I, I, you know what? Uh, I, th- I think I should restate that. I stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um. But yeah, so Thanksgiving was good. Stuffed myself silly. We actually um, went to, we got it uh, delivered, I guess you'd say. We picked it up from, you know, Two Guys Brewing in Wyoming? Yes. Yeah, uh, so uh, Blue's parents, they know the owners of them. And so we got dinner from them, uh, from Two Guys delivered to us. It was good shit. It was really, everybody should go check out Two Guys. They're they're pretty freaking good. So you had uh, Thanksgiving delivered from a brewery. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's well what did they what did they deliver to you? So I mean just like you know, the basics. There was um there was Turks, there was mashed potatoes, there was uh green bean casserole, which I don't fucking like. I mean, green bean are you kidding me? Why would you take green beans, which are taste like shit, taste like green beans taste like warm piss, if you ask me. You take green beans 
And then you mix them with a casserole, which is generally a good thing. But great, no. Oh, it's just, it, I know I love it, but it's just like I'm eating cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, yeah, I just, I can't get into it. So I didn't eat any of the GBC, but, um, so there was those stuff. There was turkey, mashed potato. What else did I say? There were some buns. Of course you need buns. I mean, buns are, I love bread. So, um, there was some raspberry sauce. Some other shit too. Oh, they they made the um, what's that shit you pour on the mashed potatoes? Gravy. Um, they made the gravy too. Yeah. It was good. Have you ever had uh, uh uh what do you call it? Uh, sweet potatoes. I've had yeah, I've had sweet potatoes. Dude, if you tried my sweet potatoes, it would change your life. I- I'll do it. I mean, I guess. Next year, I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stay close to home and go to your house. I should just send you a batch over, like as a surprise. I mean, seriously, they are spectacular. It's it's uh it's like candy. You almost eat them like it's a main course. You know, I I I put a big pile of the sweet potato casserole and then like a little bit of Turk and mashed potatoes, as you say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping a list of your abbreviations today. You got Turks, Mashed Potatoes, and GBC. I like that stuff. Yeah, look at Wings guys really laying it down. Oh, I yeah. Like that. Uh, um, yeah, I like that, though, because secretly, um, maybe when I'm like 70 or something, I can like be telling my grandkids about the time that Eric Zane offered me a sample of his sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I put his sweet potatoes in my mouth, dude. It was good. Okay, so uh, it's you. I, I know you take notes of things that could be subject matter on the show. What what else is popping? Right, sure do. So first thing I want to mention. Oh, actually, I should say um, I secretly took. When you said you can either do eight thirty or nine thirty, I secretly took the nine thirty slot so I could tell myself that I'm headlining the show. Okay, good. So I, I'm the headliner of the Eric Zane show right now. My fair mind. enough. Fair enough. Um. First thing I want to say, so I did go, um, I went hunting um, my one time a year. Um, I, I told you the story of last year, last time. So this time, shot another deer, dude. Um, it was pretty cool. My my uncle came up from North Carolina. Or it, yeah, I found out it is North Carolina. So he came up from there. We all went up north to Blue's dad's property where he hunts. Sat out there. So I was sitting with my dad. Um, so my uncle... Uh, he's got like a southern accent, which is, you know, he was born in Michigan, so he's got kind of a weird southern accent. But he, so he calls me Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Um, so, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about right. He was pumped. But listen, I found out, I didn't know this. My uncle's like an avid hunter. I mean, he, he knows every gun that's ever been built or produced or manufactured, whatever you call it. He knows all about bullets. He know he's been on crazy hunts, and he was like all crazy into it. And then here I am, you know, drinking some beers, smoking some cigs, just being crazy, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, man, like, hopefully I see one or whatever. So we go to the blind. My dad was sitting with me because my dad wanted to smoke cigs. And I mean, like, actual cigs. And my uncle, who is very, like, I'm a hunter, and I'm, he's like, no, I don't want no smoke in my blind. It's going to scare away the deer. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that that's, uh, that's our, if you do that, it's kind of a, it's lessening your chances. Here's the thing. Yeah, you would think so, right? But no, it doesn't happen that way. So anyways, me and my dad are sitting there. We're making tons of noise. We're, cra- we're making jokes, cracking up. 
um my dad's smoking it, it's you'd see, all of a sudden like i look out the little window and i go oh fuck dude there's a deer right there <laughs> and this deer it's a big deer it was a seven point buck um big whatever crazy stuff like that so i look down there and i'm like oh shoot like but my dad um i had i killed him last year so my i was like do you want to kill it but like i was in position he's like no he's like kill that thing so then we're making a bunch of noise the deer i'm looking at him in the scope he's looking right at me he knows that we're there how far um, how far away uh that sucker was probably 50 yards maybe wow yards. <laughs> no shit it wasn't like super far away so when you when you say looking at him through the scope all i picture is playing call of duty do you see the fucking uh you know hair is he in the middle of the crosshairs He's in the middle. So at first I just wanted to look at him to make sure he was big enough. Cause I told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to kill a little one. I'm going to kill a big one. Um, and I was like, he looks pretty big. Um, and he was, the scope was good this time. So I could see him. And, um, so I just like, all right. And like, I am, and he kept looking at me and I'm like pausing, like he's going to run away. Um, but he was like nibbling on some grass or something. He was eating something. I don't know what he was doing. Um, or he was messing with the grass. Um, but anyway, so I aimed, shot him. And he just dropped, right? And he was yeah. just like, boom, just like down. And I was like, that's cool. Because last time, he like the, the deer ran a little bit. And, okay. And this sucker, I just dropped him. And we get up there. And turns out this deer is the fattest deer of all time. When I say that, I mean like fat stomach-wise. I mean like this deer. That's why he didn't move, I think. I think he was stuck to the gill. Oh, he's just fat. As, he's a big fat-ass deer. And he didn't do any exercise. Yeah, seriously. When I was gutting it, I was trying. I was trying to pull out the stomach, but there was no surface area left to grab on the. It was so full that there was nothing to grab. Like I, it was just a big fat ball of stomach, and I could not get it out of there, dude. Oh. Um, but anyway, so I shot that thing, and uh, it was cool. So I got got a nice little seven pointer there, and it was fat. So I have a question. So when you're gutting them, it's right there. You gut them, right? Yeah, well, so we, um, Blue's dad's got a quad and like a little sled. Yeah. So we put him on the sled and brought him back to. Oh, okay. So then you, you okay. And, and that, that whatever was inside of him, does that get just thrown in the woods or you just throw it away? You burn him? And what the fuck do you do with that? You, so you just leave it there. <laughs> you just like let it, you know, like birds. And oh, okay. Just yeah. It's going to, it's going to deteriorate the way mother nature is going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we also, because he's got trail cams up there, and we left a pile, like, right by a trail cam. Yeah. Yeah, they just keep coming. They, yeah. Like, they don't even realize that. Okay, so, uh, all right, now then you have uh, whatever's left. You take that home, and then some guy who knows what he's doing, he they, they process it, right? Yeah, process it for sure. Okay, this is a person who professionally uh, removes the appropriate spots and gives you the meat, you pay him, and then that's it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I would have no clue what I'm doing for sure. No, no. I mean, that's, that takes a trained eye and hand. You can't just have any, cause can you imagine being the guy who gets, has that great experience like you just described and then he fucks it up and it, it's, you know, he tries to uh, do uh, process the deer himself and it's everything's shit, you know, it just wrecks it. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing. I, I would not be queasy doing it like um but yeah i would just not know what the hell i was doing right so is it done do you have the meat now yeah so what so here's the thing i still got meat from last year so i just gave it to blue's dad to you know have or like give 
to yeah you know what i mean okay i have too much meat as it is okay so uh like sexy voice andrea she writes we process all our deer that i believe i believe these people i mean some of these audience members they're like uh you know they could live off the grid you know uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh adam says it's not that hard it's just time consuming if you're not really good at it just watch a youtube video andrea says so yeah um uh, Patriot Nick says Andrea keeps the penises. She has them stuffed. Nick, what the fuck? All right. So um, now, what is the best part to eat? Is it what Ted Nugent calls the backstraps? Oh uh, yeah, I think like yeah, backstraps and this other thing that I can't remember the name of. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know anything about deer deer hunting. I just I kind of go along for the ride. And uh, Greg, uh, well, Blue's dad, he he was like, not like mad at me, but like a little bit, because he's like, dude, nobody in the history of Michigan has gone hunting twice only and killed two deer. (laughs) He's like, you might be the first person in history. He's like, most people don't see deer for like ever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, you know, they probably, he probably just heard me being chill as fuck in the blind. (laughs) (laughs) Heard you being chill as fuck is classic Kyle. (laughs) <laughs> so Kyle, uh, let me know your thoughts on this. It seems like, uh, <clears throat> if I think back to when you first came on the show to now, you seem to be like, uh, in good favor with this bunch. Whereas when you started, you know, people were like, Oh no, I don't like him. It's wrecking the show and shit like that. And I told them to shut up and, uh, to tell me how you feel about all that. Um, I feel regular. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm just living my life. I'm just chill. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like watching the comments and getting to know like people, you know, I mean, not that I'm not like getting to know them, right. like virtually, I guess. No, maybe. they love you. So, they love you. And anybody who doesn't love you, um, they won't say it now because they know that everybody else loves you. So they're like, oh, I better not say it. I, may, I better not say that Kyle's a fuck bag because, you know what I mean? So yeah, one of those. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, let's see. One more thing. We got one more thing to talk about. Uh, is there anything else on your mind? I, I, I know you always compile a list. Yeah. So I guess got two quick things to reference. One's quicker than the other. Um, I heard this joke. Uh it's not a joke. It was a meme, I guess, like about like just different ways to think about stuff. And I always love doing that. I love thinking about things different than normal. Okay. Um, I, this blew my freaking mind and I never, some, some of you guys maybe have heard of this before, but I have not, but the meme just said, come like ejaculate, like dude, come or whatever. Yeah. Come is just boneless children. <laughs> and I fucking lost my shit. That's hilarious. You know, like, that is that is excellent that whoever wrote whoever came up with that is brilliant that's excellent i know like see like i like perusing the internet for like that type of stuff like finding people who are like that's whoever wrote that is intelligent like very that's a good joke but intelligent that's awesome yeah okay um and then the other thing i was going to mention um so a, lot, a while back, we finished that demo with Steph and Hyde, but um, I came up with this whole little scenario in my head. So here's what I had to do. I had to remove wallpaper, um, which 
if you've never done it, it's fucking, it sucks, dude. It's very terrible. Um, it's, it's rough is what I'm saying. It, it's, you got to do processes and it, it's not easy. Um, so I'm glad that wallpaper is not a trend anymore. But anyway, so I had to remove wallpaper. And as I'm doing it, I become convinced that wallpaper was invented by Adolf Hitler himself. <laughs> um, I did. I began thinking. So then I came up with, you know, you, I got to pass the time because it's fucking boring, right? It's like all you you're just scraping and like spraying and do like doing all this stuff. So I had to come up with a scenario in my head to like make it worthwhile. So I came up with a scenario where in the concentration camps of the Holocaust or whatever, like the gas chambers, I'm pretty, I don't think that they actually gassed people. I think that there was just wallpaper in there and like Adolf was like, okay, listen guys, we will go put them in the gas chambers. Once they are in the gas chambers, they will take down the wallpapers and that is the punishment. And so that's what I was thinking. Cause like, you see the pictures of the gas in the gas chamber, and there's like clawing on the walls, right? Like they're trying to get. Out. I don't think they were trying to get. Out. I think they were trying to get the fucking wallpaper off, dude. Okay. And like they just and he's like he's like I I will not give you uh, the spray bottles. I will not give you the steamer. You must give the wallpaper off by yourself. And I think and I think that's what happened. That's an interesting take on on the death of millions of uh, of of Jews. Uh, I. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like somehow there'll be a cancellation involved uh, after, after this after this podcast. So thanks for that. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. I was just, I, like I said, I was just thinking about that to uh, pass the time. Um, and you know, not that I believe that. It's just whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Oh, no, he's not. He's not pissed. Are you kidding me? You know, if you can't joke about the Holocaust, what can't you joke about? Holy shit. Come on, guys. Holy shit. It's just jokes. Okay. Um, all right. So you're off and running on the rest of the day. I uh, I thank you, as always, for joining us. Okay, buddy? Wait. What was the? You said you had one thing to talk about or no? When did I say that? R- like right before I said those things you were like you i got one more thing to talk about oh no i was talking about you i said i meant i only have time for one more thing and then you threw two oh. in because they were quick oh shit okay oh yeah so yeah nazi wallpaper and I'm nazi gone. wallpaper if you're you got to close with nazi wallpaper <laughs> sure all right kyle thank you all right see you guys all right man. all right buddy i'll talk to you there you go kyle from dumpster divers uh hey, there he goes he's like oh Okay. Hey, let me tell you the one about uh, the gas chamber. Let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you the one about the gas chamber with wallpaper. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, we're getting references. I got two bad Saul left. Our very own Saul would have lost his mind. He would have sent me a strongly worded email about Kyle. Uh, let's have a Kyle meathead crossover episode. It would be great if I could get my dad to log into zoom. It really would. I think it might even amp up the bit, but you see, oh boy, that is, um, that could be tricky, uh, tricky, uh, of, uh, of a thing for him to do. So I don't know. We shall see. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, as far as you know.
Uh, Kenny says, the Zoom with your dad was so fun. Yeah, I know. I just, it, it's, it's, it gets confusing when you're uh, 87 and I think she's 85 or 86. You got to realize it would be like the first time they've ever done it. And I guess if we did it every week, it would be okay. Hmm. I don't know. Just so simple to get him on the phone. I mean, it really is. I don't like to spring new stuff on him. Uh, Aram says World Book Jim could show them. Yeah, I know. I, I think I could actually talk them through it. I say, hey, I'm sending you a link and like we could practice. But the idea of, see, the problem with on this show on Twitch when you have a guest on, um, Kyle was able to see me because he was watching through the Twitch app. Jeffrey could not. Um, if I ha- tell my dad, all right, yeah, just click on this link for Zoom because I have what I'm doing on my end is having Zoom talk to Twitch behind the scenes. Jeffrey just clicked a Zoom link and was just kind of, he could hear me, but he couldn't see me. Because my camera in use is talking to Twitch, not Zoom. They still integrate. But if I said to my dad, I want you to click on that, but you'll only be able to see my logo or a black screen. Where are you, Eric? Where are you? It would be, oh boy. And forget telling him, hey dad, I think you got to sign up for Twitch. (laughs) I don't think that would work. Okay. Asshole of the day in moments. Merch is available for you. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. Off you go. Uh, Tons of hoodie designs. Get yourself a hoodie for these cold, cold winter days, which, by the way, uh, Jesus, we are 20 days till the days start getting longer. Come on. I hate it. I just, I can't handle it. Nine hours of daylight. Shut up. Uh, EricZaneShow.com for merch. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Reach out to them and they can uh, point you in the right direction about getting a mortgage. They are fantastic over there. And uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. If you reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Any state in the U.S. with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine. So simple. Reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage for a refi, first mortgage, uh, 10th mortgage, whatever it may be. Thank you so much for being on board with the show. TC Paintball. We don't yet have a date in place. For Paintball War 17. We are working on it. If you want to uh, engage your friends, your family, your co-workers with a great time, consider an outing at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Thank you very much. Wednesday's Little League Day. More information at the website. And finally, A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. Um, for anything at all, 
most specifically, getting that furnace tuned up. You know, it's been kicking on every day. It's it's freezing out. Uh, if you haven't got it tuned up, yeah, you're rolling the dice, dummy. And it's running like shit because it's filthy. Heating caught. Okay, you know what's going to move the meter for you to call Joe Martinez? When you see that first energy bill. Because your shit show machine is running at 56% efficiency. So then your bill checks in at $350 to heat your home. You're going to be like, oh, fuck. I should have called Joe Martinez. Yeah, uh, reach out 616-516-8579, dumbass. And have him clean that thing so that he can get it running to the tip-top level of, a, of efficiency. High 80s, low to mid 90s is what it should be, okay? Hell, when you buy one uh, and have it installed, it doesn't even run at 100%. Usually it runs about 96, 97, brand new. If you buy a brand new comfort maker installed. So, but he can bring it back to life if yours is old and hasn't been tuned. Don't be an asshole. Call Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Speaking of asshole, the asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics, where uh, between now and the end of the fundraising for the Great Food Giveaway 2, 5% of everything purchased through... um, Venmo or PayPal or Venmo or cash, uh, 5% will be donated to the great food giveaway. So thank you very much to JM Synthetics for that. Who is going to be our asshole of the day? I don't know who we have. I mean, I had a little bit of a tirade on free beer and hot wings, but ah, fuck it. I don't want to do that. I don't think they warrant asshole of the day. They, uh, they're pretty much assholes every day. So fuck them. Hmm. Uh, could it be Jeffrey? No. How could it possibly be Jeffrey? I mean, give me a break. Uh, no, I don't I don't really have anything for you. I think because of um the Jews didn't die by the gas chamber, they died by wallpaper removal. Kyle is going to have to be your asshole of the day. Kyle, oh my god. And Kyle, it's not that this was an incredibly offensive or assholeish thing. It was a joke. I get that. Oh, there you go. He says I'll be asshole of the day. Uh, if you want. And then he wrote something in German. Yeah, it's going to be you, our asshole of the day, for suggesting that millions of Jews died by removing wallpaper. Way to go, Kyle. That's a first, you stupid bastard. Okay. And that's our show for today. We've done it. The show has completed. All right. You were doing... You were doing... Uh, oops. You were doing so well with... Boneless chicken or boneless whatever joke about jizz. I forgot it already. I don't know. Okay. If you're watching the show on uh, Twitch, I'm going to leave you with a commercial and then I'll raid you to another probably uh, foreign language speaking show. I swear to God, the one I sent you to yesterday, I thought that was not a Spanish speaking show. But it was. Okay, so one minute ad break, and then you're going to raid another show. Please behave yourself. Have a good one. Talk to you on the Patreon. And uh, and then we got Ben and Eric Patreon podcast tonight. There you go. Sorry. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.